Welcome to the podcast. It's not the best podcast, but the expectation is in the name, so you can't say we didn't warn you. Alongside Naldo and Reg, my name is Jamal, a.k.a. The Deuce. What do you guys think you want to talk about this week? I know we were kind of discussing throughout the week of cancel culture that's happening now, Mm. especially nowadays with all the um, social justice movements that are happening. I think it's very easy to get yourself canceled uh, for anything that you can say that might be deemed insensitive or not inclusive of right. someone or harmful, you know, like there's a lot, there's a lot. So, so I, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I think a couple months back there was a, um, there was a protest. Uh, I, I think a certain restaurant had, um, well, I think the story goes like this, uh, there, uh, you know, during this whole COVID time, a uh, gentleman was trying to place a an order over the phone at a certain restaurant, popular mm-hmm. restaurant in our area. Mm-hmm. And I guess he wasn't getting the service that he thought that he wanted or yeah. you know deserved as a patron of the restaurant. And he kind of um, how do I how do I put it? Threatened the restaurant uh, with the black dollar. Um, saying that you know he, the restaurant owner should be appreciative of the black dollar, right? And the restaurant owner what responded. Was, what was the response? The response was, uh, "You can keep your Black Lives Matter money." <laughs> <laughs> Yo. So there, there was. So I guess he, this gentleman, uh, started a, a campaign uh, to to cancel uh, this particular restaurant. Right. So, right. what do you guys? I don't know if you guys heard the story, but what do you guys think of uh, think of that? Listen, man. Cancel Nation is out right now, man. Cancel Nation is out and it's alive everywhere. Social media is happening. Uh, your local restaurants right now, uh, case in point, have a cousin of mine who lives in Boston. Went to a restaurant, a uh, Black-owned restaurant, having a good time, so on. And uh, they follow her on Facebook. Somebody makes a post about Black Lives Matter. The owner of the restaurant says, it's not just about Black lives. All lives matter. So on, so on, and so forth. My cousin catches wind. She gets on her network, who's quite extensive. Blast this particular restaurant. You should have seen the response. That restaurant almost was no more. The woman made a personal public apology to my cousin. All is right with the world, right? Moving forward, Cancel Nation is so alive and well. How far do we go with it? Are we out here just, you know, because a lot of these people, some of them honestly are probably just not informed. Some people, maybe that's just really how they feel. I get it. Cancel them. Mm -hmm. But at what point do we draw the line? Because there is, in some cases, no revival. And in some case, you might need to teach somebody a little something, right? Mm-hmm. So canceling, it's essentially a protest, right? Right. And I think that in these times, we have to be careful how we use protests. And my issue comes when we begin to use protests as a weapon. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we feel like us as an individual or if I feel like I as an individual don't get the type of service or response that I want, 
from a particular business um, that I turn it into um, something that it really isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in this particular case, and or in the case that I was speaking of um, specifically, I think that the person, the, the patron in the in the story, um, I think that the comment that he made was almost to use a protest as a weapon to influence this business owner. And the response definitely wasn't justified or the response definitely wasn't, uh, it was definitely tone deaf, but I do also understand that, you know, to speak for all black people um, in, in this particular scenario and create a protest around your negative experience uh, may have been a little bit overboard in this scenario. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys agree with me or not. I'm, I might have to disagree because I know the restaurant mm-hmm. and I know the owner. Mm-hmm. This is not the first I've heard mm-hmm. of uh, 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 him doing or acting this way. People have in the past uh, put notice on him, uh, pulled his card and said something and nothing has ever been done. But because of the time that we're in, is I think there's been more attention being drawn to it. But with this particular with this particular restaurant, you know, I know what you're talking about. Um, like me personally, I canceled them. Like I'm done with it. Coincidentally, it actually got shut down this week. Um, Facts. <laughs> indoor dining. <laughs> because uh, they broke the rules. So, yeah, you, know, so you gotta go. A temporary shutdown. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I was actually gonna ask how that cancel um thing went for them. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I think cancel culture to me is getting a little bit much. Um like you said, Deuce, I think it it's becomes a little bit disempowering when we start to use it as a right. as a weapon. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it takes kind of the power of protest away and kind of makes it like this trendy thing that people are doing now. Right. Uh so I you know, I think when, when we start to try to protest or, or or use our our experiences to try to make it like a narrative for the greater experience of, of a particular mm-hmm. people, you know, I think that just becomes you're misrepresenting the situation or not even situation, but you're misrepresenting the, the, the movement that's happening and kind of using it for your own personal, your own personal benefit or vendetta. Right. Right. And, and, and that's my point too, because, you know, what kind of resulted from that experience was, you know, people who kind of, you know, felt like it wasn't worth canceling or protesting uh, kind of trolling the situation you know, showing up and, you know, making little comments about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the lack or, or I guess opposing the protests, uh, so to speak. Like you said, I, I think that, you know, as we begin to, you know, cancel things that don't necessarily need canceling or something that's a personal experience and you try to add a whole entire movement behind it, um, it kind of this, it kind of eliminates a lot of the, uh, the um, power of it. And the effect of it, you know, you canceling everything every week, then people just expect it to happen, and you know they don't mm-hmm. uh, give as much uh, attention or the proper attention to things that really do need those type of, um, you know, attention. Okay. Social media has a lot to play with that, I think, too. Uh, reason being is because uh, a lot you don't have to do the research anymore. Yep. People see something being canceled, they're just gonna hop on the post without even knowing what's going on and sharing and, it and, and, and you know, share it and you know, do all the extra things that you need to do to 
oppose this particular situation and it could be misinformation it could be uh one person just being mad it could be an anarchist if you're a conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. it could be any 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 one of those things without you doing your research you could really be uh climbing down a false hole and the other part is or you know going down a rabbit hole but the other thing is that like some places if you do the research like they do really need to be canceled like mm-hmm. uh you know we were talking about a little earlier like you talk about like a <laughs> like a r kelly uh, uh, who is been canceled every and anywhere? Um, it's a done deal for him. There's mm-hmm. no coming back. Mm-hmm. If you want to sit down and play Chocolate Factory, you're gonna have to be trapped in your closet to do it because <laughs> there is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because like it's not it's it, there's no way, shape or form for you right now to be listening. There's proof in the pudding. Mm-hmm. You're done. Like it's a wrap. Yo, can you even like still buy R. Kelly music, Bruh, He's nowhere to be found. Actually, I think if you if you try to look him up on Spotify, they lock in your phone. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've never liked R. Kelly's music. Um, I, I think Chocolate Factory is probably the only album that I, I think that I've, I've ever really liked personally. I even mm-hmm. feel like we had to bleep all this out. Like even the name of his albums and songs, like <laughs> we had to bleep them. Remember, this is all alleged, by the way. Right, right, allegedly. Is right, yeah, 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 allegedly. Yeah, so, sure, sure. But right. yeah, man. It, so it's definitely. Uh, but I mean, I understand uh, the the re- relationship that people have with his music, and the relationship that people have, you know, with you know R. Kelly. Because essentially, you know, after you know, maybe Michael Jackson. Well, I guess this is another topic. Um, you know, R. Kelly's probably the next person on that list when you when you start thinking about culturally, you know, who who's had like the biggest effect musically over a long period of time. Uh, and, and I think R. Kelly's probably the next person on that list for us as you know, people, you know, black people. Um, so, how, how do you feel two, in the R. Kelly sense where people who, uh, because of the music, refuse to cancel R. Kelly? Because there are some people still out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think some people kind of have the the feeling of separating the artist from the person or the artist from the man. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think that there's something to that, I think, because I, I think over history, I mean, even if you look at the founders of this country, <laughs> you know, you, you look at the, the evils, you know, that they did and, you know, they're, they're still celebrated uh, on, on some level, some regard. Uh, so I, I think that you you if you choose to separate the person from the artist or the music from the, the, the person. Um, I mean, but I, I even those your figures are getting canceled to now too, though, right? I'm sorry. Even some of those figures are getting canceled now too. Like yeah, definitely. statues and things definitely. of that nature. Definitely. Um, but again, you know, it's just really a matter of, you know, how, how, how you want to perceive it. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, there's two other artists that we could probably talk about that, you know, their their cancer culture has been a little bit more blurred mm-hmm. and they've been able to make repetitive comebacks. And we can talk about um, Chris Brown and, and Kanye. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think Chris Brown is someone who's been canceled mm-hmm. on, on a couple of occasions uh, due to his his violence mm-hmm. um, and, and Kanye with his his commentary and erratic behaviors. Um, you know, these are people who who I think in certain communities have been canceled mm-hmm. um maybe not in all black community or in all you know like the music community or fi- all his fans but uh, chris brown was definitely someone who i think had those had that issue at some point where you know after his rihanna scandal and then i think he had another issue where he was like in a building or something doing some crazy stuff um 
where people were like, yeah, we're going to cancel Chris Brown. But then he released like a 40 track album that everyone <laughs> kind of, you know, everyone like jumped to and said that was like one of his best bodies of work. Um, and same thing with Kanye, you know, someone who's has said like things that people might not agree with, but then he comes out with albums and like his fans are still there. And like, you know, he, he, he becomes a billionaire after he's been canceled. So well, here's are so good at making excuses. Here's the thing. And I'll start with Chris <laughs> Brown. And I think, you know, that's an interesting case because, you know, I think his initial incident, you know, Chris Brown is probably like the biggest you know, star of his, of that generation at the time. Mm -hmm. I think he was only 18 years old when that mm -hmm. situation happened. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about, you know, an 18 year old. Yeah. And, you know, I think that kind of gets lost sometimes when people talk about the situation and, you know, not to condone, you know, his, his acts, but at the same time, you know, at 18 years old, you do dumb shit. And I, I think that, you know, I mean, I don't know his background. I don't know, uh, you know, if, if that was something that he saw in his home, um, if that was, you know, something passed down um, unconsciously, you know, from his father or he'd seen that type of thing in his home. But, you know, I don't think enough is, is said about breaking the cycle and how you go about breaking the cycle. And at 18 years old, you know, again, you do dumb shit. And I think, you know, he, he paid his debt for it and again you know not condoning that but you know at the same time you know he's 18 years old and then i think he you know did have a couple more issues after that that were probably less um public um mm -hmm. or had less detail to it and but and i also do think that his popularity wasn't the same after that either uh -huh. I think yeah that, i agree you know, even though you know he's probably still had hits you know, mm -hmm. Chris Brown wasn't Chris Brown anymore. Right. And I think that people had to, um, you know, people, there were people who just couldn't separate, again, the artist from the person. And yeah. then, you know, you lost those fans. I mean, I'm sure that didn't really have a huge effect on, you know, his money or popularity. But, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't think that, you know, Chris Brown now would be the Chris Brown now if he didn't have that incident. You know, he probably could have been way bigger. Yeah. Um, if, if if people had held him in regard as being, you know, that that kid who grew up to be this fantastic man. When it comes down to it, though, in Kanye's perspective or is Kanye in Kanye's respect, as far as what he's been going through uh, shortly after, like, you know, he really blew up losing his mama and, and you know, getting involved with, you know, the Kardashians and politics and Trump. Like, you know, a lot of people, you know, at this stage of the game are feeling bad for him because of like you know the whole mental health thing and so on and so forth and they like what i said before as far as people like making are good at making excuses they'll they'll do things like yeah you know he's you know he lost his mom's man like come on like you know or you know he, he's going through it like you know come on like he's with a family that's not really like leading him right you know come on mm -hmm. like you know but some things man like you got you got to sit down buddy or you got to go get the help that you need um, I know it's people, even, even, even the, the, the family that's surrounded with are saying that he's bugging out, you know, even though he's, even though in the state that he's in is essentially still bringing in money, any attention is good attention, regardless if it's bad or, or stupid for this matter. But as far as he's concerned, man, like, when do we, when do we go like, bro, like you're done. 
Like, that's it. Yeah, man. And I'm one of the biggest Kanye fans um, that there's yeah. ever been. Um, yeah. But, you know, you see a decline in the quality of his work. Right. Um, musically. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, stretching into, you know, fashion and other areas. I don't understand it. <laughs> Honestly, no. No. I don't get it. I think his no. shoes are ugly and dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but people will his, spend the 800 think, to go get I think them. his clothes are ugly and dumb. But I, I think that, you know, just the fact that it is what it is and it, it has grown to what it's become makes it popular. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I wouldn't wear it. I wouldn't mm-hmm. wear it if, you know, it was half the price. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that what he's become now is more of a social experiment than, you know. A, a, How so? A, because it's, it's, he, he, he's running for president. <laughs> like, it's, it's that simple, really. Yeah, 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 you know, and, and yeah, I think that, you know, yeah. there's an intriguing part of that because you you want to see how successful he's going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you pay attention to it and you you say you don't, but you do because you know it's it it's such a far fetched concept mm-hmm. that when it's happening, it's almost like a train wreck. Like yeah, you're waiting to see the train wreck. Right. So. It's similar to like four years ago, before before we have the current Absolutely. administration in office. You know, Absolutely. people didn't really want him in office, but like mm-hmm. they're like, no, we have to see how this goes. Yeah, we have to see how this goes. Right, <laughs> and a lot of people out. and a lot of people thought, you know, he, you know, Donald Trump was just a figure placed there just to make all the other candidates look like human beings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, much to most chagrin. Um, <laughs> It didn't turn out that way. So, y'all mind if I switch gears for a second? Yeah, for sure. We don't want this this podcast getting political. You're right, right, right. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Let's stay away from that before we get canceled, right? So, (laughs) as far as getting canceled, um, I feel as though recent events, as far as being in the pandemic, being alone with your thoughts, along with you know the racial injustice going on, current administration, a lot of people have been in our own personal lives individually and or together and or even if our listeners um this current situation we're in has exposed a lot of people that we feel as though are near and dear to us and as far as taking that one step further um i'll be one to openly admit that there have been some people in my life that i have to or had to as well cancel in a sense because I can't really associate myself with how they view certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, Want to know what you guys' thoughts are as far as, you know, personally having to cancel people. Because my contact I mean, list right now is getting low. I don't really believe in the cancel culture, um, particularly. I think, you know, we've all grown. We all, we're all continuously growing and evolving as humans, you know, like when none of us are perfect. Um, we may say some things that, that get us in trouble, but it's, it's about who we are really, you know, in our hearts, right? Uh, if, if I may not be the best representation of, of myself at times, right? Or what I want to put out there. But at the same time, if, I think if you know where my heart is, what my intentions are, if, they're, if it's not for me to harm someone, then, you know, we can have a conversation um, and move towards it. You know, I think you could probably be postponed for a little bit or put on hold, but uh-huh. canceling, uh-huh. I think is just uh, canceling. I think it's just such a permanent thing where people don't look at it from a, a 
subjective point of view. They're looking at it, I guess, from the, a broader perspective. I don't even know if that's the right term, but it, they're looking at it, I guess, from the lens of what was told to them, you know, not mm-hmm. like the lens of, hey, this person is, is, is an individual. They're, they're learning, they're growing, they may mm-hmm. make mistakes. And I think if you don't continue to repeat those mistakes, then there's opportunity for you to, to come back from being canceled. Right. But if you're someone who is out there inter- intentionally harming people, um, not, you know, continuously repeating these, these things, uh, then you deserve to be canceled. But I haven't canceled Kanye. I haven't canceled Chris Brown. Um, Michael Jackson. I'm referring more or less to people in your, in your personal life. Oh, yes. Um, so, no, I haven't canceled anyone in my personal life, although I do. I have learned of people whose things I don't agree with, but they have, you know, their own reasons for for what they for what they're doing and how they decided to go politically or whatever that is. Um, you know, because I think that's what we were talking about. It was the whole political um, scope of it. But if yeah, if I found out someone else, you know, did not have the same political views or might have, you know, yeah, voted for this current administration then I don't cancel them. I think it's an opportunity for us to kind of learn and, and, and share perspective and learn from that. That's just me personally. Well, unless you're trying to do me harm. You know, if you're out here trying to like give the N-word and you're kind of like, you know, trying to like do something to, to endanger me or kind of set me back, then then yeah. But besides that, if you're willing to talk about it and kind of agree to disagree, then I can do that. My thing is, I, I feel like if you're going to go, if we're going to talk about that route, go that route. Whatever your belief system has to be rooted in facts. Um, you know, I can't align myself with people who align themselves with um, uh, a belief system or support people who align themselves with the belief system mm-hmm. that's not rooted in decency. Um, I think that's very important that, you know, the people I surround myself with, uh, you know, we don't necessarily have this, have the same views, mm-hmm. but when we don't have the same views, the views that you have have to be rooted in fact and decency. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and we can have, you know, debate, we can have dialogue, you know, dialogue uh, around those things. But at the same time, you know, if you're going to post memes about, you know, things that aren't true, if you're going to post memes about, uh, you know, things that, are detrimental and negative uh then you know we can't be friends and mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm not gonna be around you and pretend like those things didn't happen or aren't real because it's just that that's that's not me being authentic to myself yeah. and i can't be a hypocrite in that way yes so i mean the people i'm gonna surround myself with again we don't have to have the same views but at the same time you know when we do have conflicting views you know i have to know that the things that you support are things that ultimately are rooted in good. I couldn't have said it any better than that, Deuce. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I agree with you 100%. Like, I don't even really have anything other to add except for the fact mm-hmm. that uh, I just want to reiterate. It has to, it, I'm good with debate. I'm good if we oppose. Mm-hmm. Come correct. Come with the facts. Don't come with fluff. Don't come with your opinion. Come with a cold hard facts and we'll be good. There'll be no cancel necessary because I understand where you stand. You understand where I stand and we're not going to cross that barrier, you know, mm-hmm. but other than that, like some people will force feed you the bull and expect you to eat it. So that I just can't tolerate. You know? Well, that's the podcast. Thank you for joining us on another episode of not the best podcast. 
like, follow, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget to share. Don't forget to share. <laughs> See you guys next time.